Hi everyone and welcome to the Dr. Psych Mom Show. Today I'm going to talk about the idea of marrying an intellectual equal. I see frequently in my practice when one spouse is considered smarter than the other, this doesn't usually go well and I'll explain why and to what extent I mean this. Um, But before that, please do subscribe. We have lots of cool uh, subscriber-only episodes coming out. There's sex, there's relationships, there's parenting, there's uh, oral sex on women. So subscribe. And also join my Facebook group because there's a lot of interesting discussion in there about subjects related to all the ones that we discuss here on the show. So moving on, um, when I see people in my office, so... Well, let's go back. So what do I mean by intellectual equal? So there are ways in which everybody can be smart, you know, but, but like there's, there's people that are smarter than others. I mean, there's like an IQ test, right? So, uh, there are ways in which pragmatically, like people have proxy variables for intelligence. So this might be somebody who's extremely high achieving in school with somebody lower achieving in school and it might be somebody who you know makes more money although that's not a super good proxy variable for intelligence or it's just somebody who's really quick you know there's a variable in IQ testing Um, psychologists can administer uh, neuropsychological tests like the WACE, the WISC, all the IQ tests and ADHD testing I don't do that because I hate doing it but I am trained in it And um, so there's a variable called processing speed, which is just when you're really quick, you're like really quick to pick things up. And so this is most um, related to what I'm discussing. So sometimes people's processing speed is impacted by various uh, things, you know, could be uh, ADHD or they didn't take the test correctly or a learning disability, but usually the processing speed is just kind of how quick somebody is to get things, you know? And so when people really think that they are super um, better at uh, understanding what's going on in the world than a spouse, and the other one agrees because it's just kind of understood. So like it's somebody where like they'll they'll go into a store, they'll be buying a car, for example, and the person with uh, the higher processing speed, we're calling it, will just kind of understand more about what's going on in the car buying process. Now there's like a million other reasons this can happen, but if, if it happens in enough you know, like the woman doesn't give a shit about cars or whatever. <laughs> but, you know, um, if, if it happens across multiple domains, you know, where one person is quicker to pick things up than the other, then there can be like a real um, a, a, a rift, a self-esteem demotion in the person that's like always not getting it, you know, and this person may be smart compared to their friends or compared to the people in general, but somehow in this relationship, they're always feeling one down because the other person like kind of gets it quicker. And so of course you don't need to be taken like an IQ test or anything before you figure out who to be with. But this is, it's the sort of thing where most people, the majority of people I talk to think that they're equally as intelligent as their spouse. But there are some people that really don't. And while you may say or think or hope that this is really just because the, the 
one who's thought to be smarter is just more of a dickhead about, you know, um, being arrogant and saying that they are smarter. Sometimes it really concords with an actual difference that's noticeable by the children and others. Not that the person is an idiot, but that the other one is just super smart and smarter. So, you know, it's... uh, it's non-PC to say that there are individual differences and what is this show if not on PC? So what I tend to see is that the relationships go better when there's assortative mating, which means that you marry somebody similar to yourself in many ways. And while also I'm the first to say and research bears out and my podcasts and articles are about that both parties seem to be happier when the woman is considered objectively better looking than the man, even within that, I don't usually see a lot of differences. You know, like, yeah, the woman's a little hotter than the man is usually what is seen. This is not like uh, people don't come into my office. It's like a, a producer with a supermodel, like this idea of this old fat bald guy with this young, beautiful, flowing hair thing, you know? I mean, it just, it doesn't really happen in real life. People tend to marry those similar to them, which is what I talked about in my podcast about guys who think that everybody is saying that their wife is out of their league. It's usually not true. Those sorts of dynamics are usually built up in the man's mind because he has low self-esteem pre-existing. However, like you got to think about when you are... When you're dating, you got to think about what are you really looking for? And a lot of people are not looking for an equal because of various things within themselves in terms of their own self-esteem. So let's say that you are a woman and you are really, you don't feel good about your looks, but you always were the smartest one, you know, and that was your role in the family and that was your role as a kid and now you were valedictorian and what have you. So you may think almost that that's all you have to give as like a partner. So you may end up then saying, well, implicitly, subconsciously, you may think, well, if the guy's just as smart as me, well, then what do I even bring to the table? What I'm used to bringing to the table is this, you know, super smart, like quick thing, you know, where I can, you know, solve problems and, you know, understand shit and whatever. And if, if, if I'm not better at that than him, then what is really my role? And of course, same thing happens with a man who thinks that he's bringing to the table his intelligence. And because he's not really very good looking or very sexy or didn't do well with women or what have you, but at least he's smart. So that's like great to think that, okay, you do have this one definite thing that's good, but then the problem comes if you specifically kind of repeatedly as a pattern when you, you know, reflect, have tried to be better than the partner at this thing that you're good at. Because like if you're a person who only thinks that their value is intellectual, then you try to get somebody who is, of course, good looking that you're attracted to and nice and sweet and friendly and what have you. If they're also smart, then you may think, well, what do I even bring to the table? Because they're better than me on every domain and then we equal out on intellect. So subconsciously, these people may be going for somebody who is not as smart. I'm here to say don't do this <laughs> because like if you notice this and it is in any way frustrating to either you or the partner, then you know the one who is not as quote unquote smart as you 
this is only going to get worse over time. This is going to get into where they start to feel extremely bad about themselves for never being the one with a better solution or never really being the one who could come up with an answer quicker or honestly being the one that the kids don't go to for homework even. So, and and you may think this, if you're not in such a relationship, you may think this is some sort of, um, you know, hyperbole, but it isn't for many people. For many people, they start out like in this unequal intellectual dynamic and, oh, and, and, and then it just gets worse over time and makes the person who's the one who's quicker frustrated and also the person who's not as quick is frustrated and feels bad about themselves. Now, why would somebody on the other end go for somebody that's so much, um, quote, smarter than them? Well, guess what? Self-esteem issues come into play there, although less so, because whenever anything is just considered good in the world, you know, it's like saying, what about all those fucked up women that go for rich guys? Like, let's be real, you know, like it's easier to be with a rich guy than a poor guy. So there's going to be a main effect of just general desire to be with somebody in more, you know, who has more money like why do women go for saying why do women go for hot guys like why do guys go for hot women like as long as something is thought of to be good in our society people are going to try to go as high as they can in getting that variable for their partner so yes it it does speak to low self-esteem when there is already an established narrative that your partner is smarter than you that you feel is borne out by actual evidence around you but you know, it could also be that you think, okay, great, you know, that's good that they are smarter than me in all these ways, and that'll be good, you know, they will do homework with our kids when I've never been very good at school, or whatever the case may be, but then you you underestimate how much over time this disparity will erode your confidence, particularly as you get older, and you're out of the honeymoon stage, and your other compensatory variables variables, frequent one is looks, uh, don't feel so secure anymore. So in middle age, I see more of the person who was like really this like charming, great looking person that everybody adored. Well, and, and that's kind of almost how they compensated for, for being a less smart partner in the group, in the couple rather. Um, they kind of get uh, very very disappointed when later on, like, it doesn't matter, you know, their parents, they're not really socializing much. Everybody's getting older. Their looks aren't as astonishing as they used to be because people age. And so then they feel like they are just kind of one down in the relationship. So all of this is to say, this is just one example of why you need to have an established friendship and ideally a partner should be your best friend. And that really does not preclude a romantic sexual relationship, but even hasten, you know, it it amplifies the intimacy, you know, and it's going to make people trust one another and be able to weather the storms of marriage and the various fighting and ups and downs that there are is if you feel like your best friends, it would be hard to be best friends with somebody that you feel is much more or much less intelligent than yourself. So a lot of this problem would be precluded if people were utilizing the same criteria for partners as they do for friends, whether explicit or implicit. You know, I mean, it, research even shows that people um, have friends of the same height 
as themselves. It's interesting. Nobody really selects on that variable on purpose, but research shows that people usually do have friends of the same height as themselves. So assortative mating and wanting to be similar to your friends and to your partner, it's real. And you want to get somebody who has very similar kind of likes, dislikes, love languages, um, values as yourself. And if you are in a position where you are starting to date again after being in your first marriage, it didn't work out, as many of my listeners are, you always want to go for somebody similar to you, quite honestly. And that's what I see work out most. Now, this doesn't mean that people can be like different kinds of intelligent. Again, like, so if somebody is like, a lawyer and they're married to like a scientist and so the woman the lawyer is really verbal and the scientist really good at math those kind of relationships work out all the time they just kind of divide up how the homework's going to get done you know if it's the English stuff goes to her and if it's the math goes to him but in a situation and I do see this sometimes where one of those people is the one that all the kids go to for the homework and and it's not like the other one couldn't do the homework it's just that literally the, the other one is better you know and so it's like if somebody's better it's something you're going to give it to them so it, it, the case of the intelligence is also similar in terms of like other sorts of things like if you feel that your partner is far more competent at doing things than you they are maybe they're not smarter in IQ tests maybe you think you are but they just get shit done in the world and you feel it like you cannot get things done like that that sounds really good that like you'd be yin and yang except then after a while it starts to be like the competent one starts to do everything because the other one's confidence goes less and less and less so if you are a kind of a type B laid back personality, at least if you are single right now, do not go for an extremely type A person as you might have done in your first marriage and realize the, the downside to that. You know, go for somebody else laid back. Don't go for somebody who's like always achieving, running, um, competing, like a hyper competent person in all arenas. No, this is like why I've, I've written articles like why men criticize their stay-at-home wives. It's frequently these super type A men who marry these laid-back type B women who they, you know, who really are very sweet and loving and caretaking and can stop to smell the roses and they love that during courtship. And then when they see the woman with the kids and the house is messy and this and that, they're like, whoa, if it was me, I would have this shit in like, you know, perfect order. And these kids would be in this and this and this activity. And many times they're not wrong. They aren't wrong. It's not just that they can't empathize. They're not wrong. They are that kind of person. They're that kind of person at work. They were that kind of person perhaps in the military. They were always that kind of person. So when you're trying to date, this goes much broader than the intelligence issue or any issue. You see my point here. Try in, especially as an adult that really knows yourself and if you are trying to get back out there and or, and or if you are dating somebody again after being divorced then you probably don't need me to tell you that compatibility is king here so compatibility means you're kind of the same on a lot of domains and this again does not preclude sexual intimacy or any sort of spark as you get older and older you see more and more that opposites don't attract as much as you know rock songs that like like, you know, popular media and movies would have us think. Like, Dharma and Greg would have probably divorced. Let's be real. So uh, when then when Dharma 
remarried, she would remarry a hippie and he would remarry an investment banker. And that is the sort of second marriage pairings that I see in my practice. So hopefully you got something interesting out of this podcast. And this is not one to share with your spouse. <laughs> like, like there's a lot of them, but like you, you really don't want to share one where unless unless you feel that this as the partner who's not as quote smart, that this um, exemplifies how you feel. But certainly don't share it if it's the other direction. If you're the one who's consistently frustrated that you feel like your partner just doesn't have uh, up-to-date, you know, processing speed, this is nothing that's going to help you to share. That's called being a dick. But it's something for you to understand in terms of what is your frustration level and if it is a marriage that is ending, what are you going to do in the future to compensate so that this doesn't happen again where you feel so wildly different? Because when people feel wildly different from one another, around core variables, whether cognitive or emotional, they tend to feel lonely. And it's lonely to be the smartest person in the room. And it's lonely to be the less smart person in the room. And again, this is not to say that everybody doesn't bring stuff to the table. It's just one dynamic that I see frequently uh, enough for it to be of note to discuss. And, and other similar ones are with personality traits and with values and with all of the things that I write in my myriad articles on my site about compatibility. All right, so hope that this was useful to you and everybody have a great day.